As we make positive changes over time, we become better versions of ourselves. This new version, although better, is different. Unless those around us know what to expect, the change often confuses and frustrates them. What's more, we may see their confusion and frustration as discouraging, even adversarial. It seems like they hate our changing, even if it's for the better, and they try to sabotage us. Tune in as the good doctor teaches you how to set and communicate expectations with those closest to you. Roll the intro! Good morning, everybody. Good day. On this very special episode of <sighs> Coffee with Cashy, I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy, and you are in for another fabulous round of talking in the third person today. <clears throat> uh, this this topic I have is contentious, con contemptuous, tumultuous. I don't know. There's a lot of like polysyllabic words I could describe this topic, so I'm just gonna. Hop, hop right in, I think. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of funny stuff going on about feeling like people uh, close to you are, are sabotaging you. And this, this goes for any, any number of things, so it's a widely applicable topic. And I'm going to get into some, some grittiness here, but I understand there's tons of perspectives here. Oh, I'm going to go through relatively blatant one-sided resistance and confusion now, and we'll cover the other stuff at another date relatively soon. Uh, you only got me for a little bit of it because there's only so much time. Leave me alone already. Now I'm stressed out. Thanks a lot, everyone. Uh, I realize there are, there are a few angles here. Um, people can be resistant to you changing. That's one. People can be resistant to any change at all. That's one. You, you can think people are resistant to you changing when they're probably supportive or neutral. That's also an option. Uh, there's a spider web. <laughs> and then there's, there's also the option where maybe people are resistant to your changing because they see you changing and they're confused. So I'm, I'm going to touch a little bit on that because that's actually something that I think is salient. Plus one for vocab, right? Uh, there, there's this cute quip about communication that flies around pop psychology, self-help, management material, etc. It's actually quite funny. Uh, it's that people think it happens. <laughs> uh, I work with many people who are married and or live with other people, and there's a lot of friction all the time. To set the stage a little bit, uh, Dr. Cashy, call me up, call me up. Dr. Cashy, this person that I live with and or care about is sabotaging all of my progress and what I'm trying to make better. Okay, Dr. Cash is on the case, okay? Spoken about or quiet, this is super common. And the beauty of this is that in the vast majority of situations, things are resolved quickly. Quick is good. Uh, there is a decent chance, there's actually a decent chance that people close to you uh, are a bunch of stubborn nincompoops. Do you know how I know how I know I know? They know you well or they think they know you well anyway, and for that reason, they're more likely to be confused and resistant to you changing the way you act. Hmm. You have behavioral expectations with everybody you interact with to some degree. Everyone that interacts with you has behavioral expectations of you to some degree. Hmm. 
After a bit of digging with anyone feeling like there's a lot of friction with the people close to them, at least in the context of them changing, there is an obvious neglectitude, a technical term, with the setting and enforcing of boundaries. With the people close to you, are those boundaries clear, easy to understand, useful? In other words, does this person know you are changing? <laughs> a lot of times they have no idea. They just see things changing around them and they get confused and frustrated. Do they understand the reasons you're changing? Do they understand how it's important to you? Do they understand what it will take or what you think it will take? Do they, do they know if and how you need their support? And if you do, exactly how you would require it? A comical amount of time they say, Dr. Cashy, well, no, <laughs> no, and this is good. This is very good because that means you can inject a little bit of logic here to solve a lot of problems and lubricate that friction. Everything was either kept totally quiet or expectations were arbitrary, vague, and useless. And this makes staying in bounds and more important, correction for going out of bounds, totally impossible, totally impossible. People like you become my client for some level of coaching, right? Education, mentorship, guidance, etc. You absorb things from me, and then you just expect whomever you're close with to absorb that information by default, magically. Like, somehow they got it by osmosis. You learn all this cool stuff, and then you start to change the way you behave, people are confused, and then you're like, hey, what's, what's happening? This is what, I made a joke of uh, a few few talks back I gave to somebody. It's like Dr. Cashy by osmosis, <laughs> which sounds pretty sweet, actually, although it is ridiculous. It is kind of ridiculous. I have, I have brunch with Elon to talk about. That's what, that's what fancy white people have brunch, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe you think that because you work with me, learn stuff and try and apply stuff and want to change that everyone around you should automatically know about my philosophy, how I operate, what's going on, and why. Now I'm all worked up. Right? And this could go with anyone you work with or any program or whatever. You see where I'm coming with here? Some, the, there's an idea put into your head or you're acting on something that you learned, and the people that you are close to are disconnected from that decision. <laughs> uh, the point is that these people know you well, or at least they think they know you. And all the people you live with, all the people close to you, all they see is that you're changing. And that's upsetting and frustrating to them, and that is 100% fair. That's fair. It's also exceedingly frustrating for you, the person changing for the better. And since this communication is, you know, typically done in petty, passive-aggressive white people fashion, pursed lips and clenched cheeks, y'all just square up with each other, peacock out and stonewall each other until there's so much friction, the relationship has either, one, exhausted you into going back into previous habits, or two, ended, because there's so much resentment built up out of stubbornness, it feels too toxic to rectify. <laughs> and those are probably 10 to 1. Okay. The first thing coming to my mind is the immediate family and the people living in your house. Uh, they might be conscious of their poor lifestyle decisions as well, so going up a little bit to the other perspectives. And if so, this amplifies the resistance and confusion to your changing. Welcome to town black sheep, population you. If, if you want to be abnormal, different than normal, then you must act abnormally. Also reasonable, I think. Uh, how you grew up and how you acted in the years past, they did influence your current position. Yes, I have good news though. As an adult with critical thinking and log logic skills, 
the, the cards are stacked in your favor here. This means that your past behaviors, yes, they affected your past. With the injection of, of logic, they will have a modest impact on your capacity to change now. And people close to you may also benefit from hearing this, <laughs> two for one. Uh, people have ex the point is that people have expectations of you to act in a certain way because, well, maybe that's how you've always done it. Or you grew up that way, that's how you were raised. And you can tell them, well, that's dumb. Something tells me that rebuttal might go over like a lead balloon, so we can, we can spend a minute to unpack that, to unpack that. Sometimes people close to you, they resist when you change behavior. They are upset and confused. Reasonable, like I said. And many times, people close to you, they want you to stay the same more than you want to change. And this means that you have to want to change more than they want you to stay the same. And they're gonna draw on their previous experiences with you. They're gonna draw on their perception of how they think you should act as reasons for you to stay the same. Because they want their life to stay the same. If you just remember it's about them, it makes a lot of this more straightforward. And often, people will hit below the belt. <laughs> and the, some of the most common feedback I get from friends and family is saying, well, they're telling me I'm no fun. No, you're no fun anymore. You're no fun. And if this is the case, I urge you to audit your relationships and the situation through a different lens. Some people need to medicate themselves with alcohol, food, drugs, staying up all night, whatever it takes for them to have a good time, and some people force the, position, uh, the participation of others. And this justifies and reinforces their unhealthy behavior. If you feel ashamed or guilty or pressured, then that's a conversation you should have. It's a sobering conversation people avoid, and when you avoid it, it sabotages everybody. The irritating thing about people that know you well is that they know how to push your buttons, and they can say things that cut deep. Recognize this. It may seem like it's cutting even deeper because of that. They know things that other people, like, they're unaware of, and so they can draw upon that. Spray yourself with some metaphorical Rain-X, and it'll roll off on you, right? <laughs> uh, close ones can be hurtful in situations like this, maybe doubling down when you're open about your, struggling, your, your struggle to, to make progress. Or if you are making obvious progress, you might be making them aware of their own poor decisions. Either, either one is possible. Uh, it's also common for friends and family to say things like, you have an unhealthy obsession. That's my favorite one, indeed purposeful movement, reasonable nutrition, and self-awareness, clear psychopathology, clear. It is abnormal, though. It is abnormal, maybe, for you to act that way. And it is, maybe, abnormal for them to see it. And that's why it's interesting. Or even uglier, why bother? Every time you try, you fail. This is pointless for you. Or the ugliest, uh, they might call you out if you go off your plan in, in an I told you so sort of way. Maybe you do this. Uh, as if they, they are just waiting to pounce, waiting for you to deviate from your plan at all, like they're gunning for you to fail. Uh, Mrs. Cashy, bless her heart, will say, you look like you're having some trouble today. How can I make this easier for you? In which case, the obvious response is, will you marry me? Because <laughs> that's about how I felt. There was, like, that was it. She's gunning for my success. People close to you should gun for your success as well. Do people close to you look to sabotage your success or look to build you up? 
because that's another sobering conversation. I can see how it would be exhausting to spend time around or live with people making sport of you failing. That's a rough life. <laughs> and that, a lot of times that gets swept under the rug, <clears throat> then it blows up. Now that's a bit deeper than people expect, but that's okay. People stay too superficial for my tastes. That's why they have the same problems for years. They only scratch the surface. And I like it when it goes deeper. Uh, it, you, you can try all the diet and training and management plans you want. And guess what? Your toxic relationships will stay toxic. <laughs> and yes, the close ones can be the most toxic. Why? Because for whatever reason, people give family and friends a pass to be poisonous. Something for you to noodle on. Or also common, they only see your behavior changing and that you left them out of the conversation completely. And this leads to a lot of confusion and resistance. Again, makes perfect sense. People see you changing and it confuses them. It is your job to unconfuse them. And that's on you. That's good. That means it's something in your control. I think that's cool. So start paying a bit more attention to the interactions you have with those close to you and you'll be able to tell which side of the equation they're on, which, which, which spot on the continuum they lie, right? Trying to think of a good one, you know, from not so helpful to epic helpful. You know, make your own continuum, you know? Now, again, people close to you have an easier time to make comments that cut you deep, and that's how things get inflammatory so quickly. Uh, addressing those things can be awkward, and in an ideal situation, you address them before they happen. And having the so-called crucial conversation is key to this. Making sure everybody knows what you're doing and the reasons you're doing it goes a very long way. This means that you have the opportunity to gather everybody's support. Or, at the very least, give them the opportunity to be neutral. It's okay to stand your ground here. I'm changing to be happier and healthier. Will you support me in changing to be happier and healthier? Now... If a person says yes, then it is your responsibility to define what that means and the support you require. Some people need more active support, helping with shopping or cooking or changing social activities to include more activities instead of eating out or reducing alcohol or candy or, or enforcing a bedtime or, or whatever. Sometimes it means being neutral, right? Let me do my thing, I'll let you do your thing, it's all good. If that person wants to act like a goofball, they can, good for them. If they want you to act like a goofball, they can keep it to themselves. So long as you lay down the boundaries, they'll be accepting of it. If you get a grumpy pants response, then you know where they stand on your toes. Uh, remember, civility is key here. And lots of people need reminding more than they need teaching, so keep that in mind as well. Okay. Remember, if you give in to another person's demands, it hurts you and placates them. There were only consequences for you. You know, context is key here, obviously, right? You're in charge of your own body. You're in charge of the decisions you make. You have the power to make yourself better. So let us summarize here. Speaking with people close to you, laying down boundaries goes a long way. It cuts back on any current resistance you get stemming from their confusion and upsetness. It prevents resistance later because they know you're on a mission and might be going on that mission with you now. If you communicate your mission of improving yourself in a civil way and they resist it over time, like consistently resisted over time. I mean, random spots here and there, you know, everybody has weird days, so that has to be considered. Um, you have to be able to collate all that data and say, man, is this relationship hurting me? 
It might be. It might be. Uh, and if, if you communicate your mission and they are okay with it, then they will, at the very least, be a neutral party. Avoid the war button, stay calm and collected, use this as an opportunity to gather information about the people you spend time around, right? This is a great opportunity to learn about the people you care about. That's another neat way to look at this, right? Because they have to learn new things about you too now. You changing is hard for the people that know you in a certain way. <laughs> Give them some credit here for the way they're acting, okay? And they need time to adjust to your change as much as you need time to make your change a stick. Hmm. <laughs> Look back at any blowout you had or wanted to have with somebody else uh, when it came to you changing yourself. There could have just been an amazing night's sleep in a conversation that starts with, hey, I listened to Dr. Cashy. He said this cool thing the other day. I've decided I'm changing for the better. And to make sure we're on the same page, let's get better together. Fair enough. And that sets the stage for a helpful conversation <laughs> where both of you can be involved and it could be a win-win. Because remember, if one of you wins, both of you lose. Set things up to be a win-win. That is Dr. Cashy's fix for today. My rant on when it feels like you're being sabotaged by people close to you. Start with that. <laughs> uh, even if they are, they might be confused. They might be totally ignorant. Like the only way you can know for sure is if you have, if you have reasonable boundaries that have reasonable expectations and there's reasonable ways to enforce them. And if there is continuous and obvious and purposeful overstepping of those boundaries, then you can go to stage two, which I might talk about relatively soon. So I hope that was helpful for you guys. Always start there. It's easy to feel like you're being attacked all the time, especially when you're changing <laughs> uh, because you're vulnerable. The whole point is to make yourself vulnerable so you are plastic to change. And so when you're going through the change process, you're kind of more vulnerable by default. And then anything else coming in, it can make it feel like it's way more personal than it is. So make sure you establish those boundaries and, and really qualify how direct of an attack or of a mistake or a miscommunication all this stuff is. So that being said, I'm going to Go harass Mrs. Cashy now. Hope y'all have a freaking awesome day. I will be back soon. And Dr. Cashy is now out. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out. <laughs>